When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was, want, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you for gathering to worship together on this holy day as we remember the birth of Christ. Uh, I do hope and pray and I encourage you over the next several hours of this next week that you would make the birth of Christ the central part of your Christmas celebration. Now, I've shared with you before, I love everything about this season. I love the movies and the songs and the parties and the decorations. And I especially love the gifts. All right, anybody looking forward to some good gifts tomorrow, right? Like, come on, don't lie. Like, we're all looking forward to some good gifts. There is there's something great about getting a really good gift. But there might be one thing that is even better than getting a good gift, and that's giving a good gift, right? Like, you spend all that time, days and weeks ahead of time, anticipating, you run it through your mind of what is their face gonna look like? How are they gonna react? What are they gonna say when they open this present that I have thought through and, and paid for and worked for? And, and I just can't wait for them to open this really good gift that I wanna give them. I love the anticipation that leads up to that moment. Now, I don't know how you do things in your house, but in my home, Jesse and I have a little agreement with Santa. Now, Santa is always welcome at the Wallace house, but we have this little agreement that Santa is not allowed to bring any better gifts than what Jesse and I give. We want to be the best gift givers that there are because we love that moment when somebody that you love gets to open a great gift from you. And here's what I want to share with you this evening is that God is just the same. And God is the best. He is the greatest gift giver that there ever was or ever will be. And he has a great gift for you and I. And he is anticipating what it's going to be like when you and I see face to face the gift that God has given us. And he is so excited when any one of his children receives this great gift that he has given. 
that everything in creation was leading up to the moment when God would bring his gift, his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to do for us what we could not do for ourselves, that whoever would trust in him with their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we receive the gift of eternal salvation that we know we have life with God forever. And God loves it when we, with excitement and thankfulness and love in our hearts, receive that gift. When we focus on that gift, when we don't miss the gift. And that's God's heart. It's for you and for me that we would not miss the gift. Now we've been walking through this whole month some songs of celebration in the Christmas story. And we've been talking about how the Christmas story is really good news. And in week one, I asked you, what do we do when we hear really good news? What do we do? We celebrate, right? When we have really great news, we got to tell somebody about it. You know, we've got to celebrate. We got to get on our Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat. We need somebody to know about that good news that's happened in our world. And we have the greatest news that will ever be in the gift that God has given us. And so we need to celebrate. And there's some people who realized the good news and so they celebrated. And they sang songs about the goodness of what God is doing. And tonight we're going to look at one of those songs. It's the song of Simeon. Now before we get to that song, let's kind of set up the story. Because my hope for us tonight is that we would let it sink in. The beauty, uh, the power, the greatness of the Christmas story. And so an angel comes to Mary and calls out to Mary, Mary, you're going to have a child by the power of the Holy Spirit and this child will be the son of the Most High. And he will sit on the throne of David and he will reign forever. And the child is born. And not like what we would expect if we were telling the story, if we were running the show. He's not born uh, in a palace to fanfare and great celebration. And rather, it's an uncommon birth with an uncommon welcome. Born in a stable to poor, poor parents announced by angels that, that there's something heavenly going on with this birth, that this is impacting not just earth, but the heavens. And this is an eternal significant moment about what is happening here in the gift of this child. And welcomed by shepherds. A group of people who were seen as unclean because of the work that they did, so they weren't allowed in the temple. They were kind of kept on the outskirts of society. And yet it was these people who hear the announcement of the angels and who welcome the child. Realizing, especially in, in what they did for a living, that God and Jesus had given the perfect lamb. And then welcomed by Magi from the east, these foreign royal astrologers looking for signs in the skies and finding, and we can understand through their witness that all those who are searching for truth will find it. 
and they find truth in the gift of this child. And Mary and Joseph are in awe and they're in wonder of all these things that are taking place. And as good and faithful Jewish people, they go to the temple because Mary has to be purified from giving birth to this child. And this firstborn son has to be dedicated to the Lord at eight days old. And so they go to the temple and there they encounter a man named Simeon. And the scripture tells us that Simeon was a righteous man. Meaning he was pursuing the ways of God and he was pursuing the heart of God. He was a man who walked with God day in and day out. And he had received a promise from the Lord. The Lord told Simeon, Simeon, you will not die until you lay your eyes upon the anointed one that you've been waiting for who will come to save Israel, the Christ, the Messiah. And as Simeon encounters Mary and Joseph and Jesus, the baby, he is filled with the Holy Spirit and an awareness of what he is seeing. And he realizes that this is the one I've been waiting for, who has come to set things right, who has come to save God's people with all of the expectations they had around that, some right, some wrong. But he realizes that he's finally seen the gift that God is giving into the world. And what does he do? He breaks out in song. And so I want us to take a look at the song that Simeon sings as, as uh, we saw reading the scripture leading up to this moment. And this is what he sings to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your, what? Your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Simeon cannot help but to cry out and praise, thank you, Lord, for now I've finally seen your salvation. I've finally seen how you're going to do what only you can do, how you for once and for all are going to save us and set us free from sin and death. How you, God, are going to set things right. And I want you to notice some things about Simeon that I pray will be true for you and for me as we step into 2022. One of the things that I notice about Simeon is that Simeon expected the gift of God. Sovereign Lord, he says, as you have what? As you have promised, God, you are faithful. You are a promise keeper. When you say you're gonna do something, you follow through with it. And so I'm expecting God for you to move. I wonder how many of us have gotten to in a place in our lives over these last uh, two years, what, what we expect is for everything to fall apart. <laughs> We expect the worst. We expect the bad stuff to come. And everywhere we turn, whatever channel you put it on, we hear the bad news. And what would it mean for us as we step into a new year to begin to expect a move of God who is good and faithful and true? That even in the midst of the struggle and the pain that we can know that God is moving, Simeon expected God to show up and be faithful in what he was doing. 
He expected it. And Simeon also, I think, something we can notice, and I hope that we bring into this next year, is because he expected it, Simeon was looking for God's gift. He was looking with anticipation and waiting. What would it look like for us in these next 12 months to be looking for the hand of God, to be looking for the presence of God, to be looking for God to move in our world? And because he was expecting and looking, I hope what is true for us, it was true for Simeon, that Simeon saw the gift of God. My prayer for us this Christmas and moving into these next 12 months of our lives together is that we will see God's hand at work. That we'll see his goodness and his faithfulness and his power and his hope in our lives and in our relationships with one another. So what would this look like for you and me? What are we to anticipate and look for and see? I just wanna lift up two things for us this evening that I think are so very important to us as a part of this Christmas story and its truth. Here's the first, is that Jesus is the gift. He is the gift that we're longing for. Simeon says, finally, my eyes have seen your salvation. The word salvation is the word soterion, and it literally means the bringer of salvation. So what Simeon is praising God for is, God, I now see how you are bringing salvation into my world. God, I see the the way that you're going to move in my life and in the world for my good, our good, and your glory. Literally, he understands that this child will grow up to be the Savior, to do for us what only God can do. And he praises God for that. Because here's the thing. There's lots of wonderful gifts that are wrapped up in pretty paper with, with nice bows on it that won't last forever. There's lots of gifts that we wait for. And we think they're going to be this amazing thing. And over time, they disappoint. Even if you wake up tomorrow morning and you've got a luxury car with a big bow on it sitting in your driveway, it's not going to last forever. And yet we and Jesus have the greatest gift that will never, ever, ever disappoint. It's everything we're looking for. Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that God has placed eternity in the human heart and it's what we long for, it's what we look for, and it's what we find in Jesus is eternity, a presence and the love of God that never ends. And the question that I want us to wrestle with, is that the gift that we're looking for? And I don't mean like what you're supposed to say the churchy answer. And an honest moment between you and God, is that the gift that you're really looking for? Or have you, like me, in so many moments leading up to this Christmas celebration, we've been distracted and pulled by all the other things that might be good for a season, might be good for a moment, but ultimately won't last forever, ultimately will disappoint if all my hope is in that thing. Is Jesus the gift that I am focused on and really looking for in my life? Because everything else will disappoint you. People will disappoint you. I will disappoint you. Religion will disappoint you. Church will disappoint you. But Jesus will never, ever, ever disappoint you. Is he the gift you're looking for? 
And I'll tell you this, is that God does not want you to miss that gift. He wants to bring it out into the open. He wants to deliver it to you. He wants to make it available to you. And so what is it that is so special about this gift? It's not just that it saves, but it's the way that it comes. And Simeon cries out and prays to God. And he says, he's not just the gift, but Jesus is the light. Simeon says that this gift is the light of revelation for the Gentiles. In other words, that you and I, I don't think there's a whole lot of Jewish people here tonight, that you and I are here tonight celebrating the gift of God because of the revelation that Jesus brings, that we could know the gift. That Jesus didn't come hidden in a corner. He didn't hide it from the world. He brought it out into daylight, into the open that says, this is what God is about. This is who I am. This is what I've come to do. And we know ultimately it led to the cross that Jesus gave his life in atonement for sin that we could have eternal life by faith in him and what he does. But even leading up to that moment, Jesus would gather to the disciple and he said, let me tell you what I'm all about and what I'm going to do, that I'm gonna go to Jerusalem and I'm gonna give my life and I'm gonna be a ransom. And I want you to see, hear it now and, and understand it so that when it happens, you will know who I am and what God's about. And then people wrote it down and they began to tell people about it. And the word spread and lives changed and people were healed and the Holy Spirit moved and it was brought out even more into the open that we would see what God is doing. And we can know that Jesus is the light of the world who shows us the path, who is the bridge between heaven and earth, between a sinful people and a holy God. And he brings a light onto our path that we could come to him. God doesn't want you to miss it. He doesn't want you to miss this incredible, great gift that he's given. Don't miss it. It's the gift that's changed the world forever. I mean, you think about the world that we live in, the things that we take for granted. Things like our, our moral ethic for truth, humility, uh, rights of people to care for those who can't care for themselves. It comes from Jesus. Uh, think about the organizations that we take for granted, like schools and universities and hospitals. Those come from the followers of Jesus. The things that we see to be right and true and good didn't just come of themselves, but they came through Jesus, who was the light of the world. Don't miss it. Here's my encouragement for you. I, I hope and I pray that you, you wake up in the morning and, and you open some gifts and you share some good food and, and you have some laughs and, and you enjoy time with people that you love. But don't let that become the main thing. Let it point it to you to, you to the gift. And so in a very practical way, I, I want to encourage you over these next 24 hours to find a way to put Jesus at the center of your celebration. Read the Christmas story. Talk about it. Look back on the last 12 or 24 or 36 months and, and explore how is it that God has moved in our lives in ways that we expected and ways that we didn't through the good and the bad. How has God been present and faithful? and put Jesus at the center of your Christmas celebration. Enjoy the, all the stuff, but not as an end in itself. 
Listen to your heart as we long for eternity and put your focus on the one true gift that will never fade. It'll never rust. It'll never break. It'll never disappoint. It's that gift that only God could give, the gift of Jesus.